Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, the tragic shooting in Las Vegas claims 59 lives, including one Disneyland cast member. The Disney Dream sustains damage during a recent sailing, and we are going to talk about uh, some of the events coming up uh, in the next year from D23. Also, we have shipped Steve Porter out to the middle of a lake, and he will join us a little later on, along with Will Perry, who's in town. And Epcot celebrates its 35th anniversary, and we will tell you all about the festivities. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 960, for the week of October 3rd, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Will you knock it off? Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello, everyone. Teresa Eccles. Hey. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back in the production nook, our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. And associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Or Ms. Rhino Clavin. Ms. Actually. Thank you. Ms. Ms. Um, we so well, glorious, Tynum. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, first, I want to apologize that we did not have a show last week. There was illness in my home, um, and I did not want to expose uh, the uh, the team to potential malaria. Did you have the house saged? <laughs> no, Lysol. <laughs> Tented. <clears throat> Sprayed. So, uh, thanks, everybody, for your well wishes. But uh, we're back to normal, um, as normal as we can be, given the horrifying events in Las Vegas yesterday. So uh, we just want to offer our th- thoughts and prayers to everyone. Uh, 59 people so far. murdered, um, uh, over 500, almost 600 injured. Um, worst mass shooting uh, in U.S. history. And we're going to talk a little bit about it in a little bit. But just before we get to that, just wanted to go ahead and offer our condolences um, and thoughts to all of those, all of those who lost their lives and were injured in their families. Um, we also want to remind everybody about, uh, you know, on a more positive note, give kids the world and this incredible fundraiser they are doing right now, where you have a chance to spend a night in the Cinderella suite in the magic kingdom. Uh, this is being done through Omaze, uh, omaze.com. That's O M A Z E.com. And uh, just sign up, and you are, are automatically entered in the raffle. But in order to raise money, uh, they are selling more chances through raffle tickets. So you can buy raffle tickets. All of that money goes uh, to Give Kids the World to help them in their mission of uh, making a week at Disney a reality for a child with a life-threatening illness and their families. Um and from what I understand, I don't have any details. We're not doing this promote. We're just helping them promote it. Um, from what I understand, it's going very well. But uh, this is going to run until October 13th. And I believe October 16th is when they're going to announce the winner. So uh, head over to omaze.com, O-M-A-Z-E.com, and uh, help raise money for an amazing charity, the best-run charity in the United States, 95 cents out of every dollar goes to the mission only five cents is used for administrative and fundraising costs so awesome organization um and there's something else i wanted to mention about that oh yeah that's right um what we're doing uh, to, to help promote this uh any of our listeners that donate fifteen hundred dollars or more during this fundraising campaign we will take you to dinner we just had dinner friday night um with uh one of our listeners who donated, just uh, make the donation and go ahead and send us the receipt since we're not doing this. We don't have access to who donates and who doesn't. So just send us your receipt showing that you've donated 1500 or more podcast at disunplug.com and uh, we will take you to dinner. And we had a fun night. We did. We had a that real was great. Fun night. Where'd you say, go? We went to uh, Morimoto Asia. Oh, and I wanted to say Morimoto. a special thank you to Rob Memory who uh, was very generous with his donation, and we had a we had a really great dinner uh, with him. We got a couple other people that have done it, 
that we're scheduling dinners with. And I am happy to do as many of those as there are people that want to donate to Give Kids the World. Least we can do. But we had a really fun night that night. It was fun. Um, it I don't helped, know. It, it, you it, picked on me a bit much, I think. But that's typical. Well, you showed right. up late. And I love that this guy, Rob, just like jumped right in. I mean, he... he Nice of you to join us or something like that, right? Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, no, we had, we had a good time. And dinner was amazing. I mean... I love Morimoto. I love Marmo. You see, the, the only time I ate there, the one time I ate there, I wasn't impressed. Um, but this time, I got to say, it was, it was really good. So, Did you have the ribs? Yes, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, the ribs, ribs were... And then the duck. The duck was out of this world. Out of this world. Yeah, the duck. Well, it was, it's a dish for two, so Corey and I split it. Which means I had about two pieces. I was pieces. just going to say, if you had nothing, <laughs> you got to smell it. <laughs> so the other thing I want to uh, just remind everybody about all the other shows that we do. I'm not going to list them off. Uh, they're disunplug.com. You can find all the different shows that we produce each week. Um, but I do want to highlight one show in particular that we did recently that I absolutely love doing. And that we're getting a lot of really great feedback on. That was our interview with Don Ballard who wrote the, uh, wrote, literally wrote the book on the history of the Disneyland Hotel. The absolutely fascinating conversation, if I do say so myself, uh, with him. <laughs> this guy has just so much knowledge, and he's so passionate about the Disneyland Hotel. Works very closely with the Rather family. Um, the Rather family was uh, the original owners of the Disneyland Hotel before they sold it to Disney in the 90s. So a lot of great information, a lot of great stories. So uh, we'll make he's sure a really good guy. Too. He's a great guy, hmm. absolutely great guy. And uh, so we'll have a link to it in our show notes today, disunplugged. dot com. And uh, I, I just want to make a special mention of the fact that uh, yesterday was 16 years that Mr. Corey Martin has been with us, and uh, tomorrow is 13 years that Mr. Mm-hmm. Kevin Close has been with us. Wow! And I was a baby. Talk about, you know, talk about two people who have made an incredible impact on what we've done. It's been fun. Yeah. It, the, it, the journey is, you know. Been amazing. It's been awesome. I love it. It's been amazing. And so, I didn't have this gray hair yesterday. I gave you that. <laughs> no. That I will take. I will take ownership. I will take ownership of the gray. Um but, you know, the, until he starts coloring, I haven't done enough. Um, so I have yeah. to keep laying it on until he yeah, has to color. I'm going to embrace it. But, and Kevin <laughs> hasn't aged a day in 13 years. <laughs> I'll pull your neck back. You pull my neck back. <laughs> Hold my neck. So, all right. Anything else in housekeeping? No one? Anything? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Are you going to mention Corey's other accomplishment coming up? <laughs> I don't know if he wants oh, me to. What? Oh. We yeah, already I might talked well. about the gray. Um, this Saturday, October 7th, another milestone for Mr. Martin. He will turn 40 years old. So I want everybody to blow him up on Twitter and on Facebook on Saturday. I'm just happy to age here. Like in front of everybody <laughs> before your eyes, you know. It's I'm just happy to age here. I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Like happy to cheese. age anywhere. Like cheese. <laughs> Fine wine. Oh, man. Now, in your case, it would be wine. But, it would absolutely. So yeah, I, I, just one little thing I forgot to say before. I just want to say thank you to Sorcerer Heidi from the Disboard. She has sent me a letter that I have not. I have the letter, and I am writing you a letter specifically in return. I ju- I'm just collecting my thoughts and taking. It's a very long, very nice letter, very thoughtful. Uh, and she's a very thoughtful person who always says very positive things out there. So I just want to say thank you very much for that. And I am wa- writing one in return, so I don't think I've forgotten about you. You should tell that story at dinners. I, I, I don't want to go into specifics what it's about. <laughs> I'd like to thank Florida Power and Light. Send me a bill. Sending the checks. Do you not get much mail? <laughs> it's not, not well, much. First of all, is this like long. 1980? Was it in letters? She wrote me a letter. She's, very, write her she's a actually letter. really, really sweet. She's a big support. Board of ours on the boards. We're not picking on her. her. No, no, no. We're, but we're not making fun of Heidi. We're making fun of you. <laughs> I did I have a letter. letter. I'm writing a letter. I, have, I just yeah. want stamps. If you need a stamp, well, I, I actually might. I don't know how to get them anymore. <laughs> All right. All right. If there's nothing else for housekeeping, um, let's uh, throw it over to our first awful news story. That's absolutely right. 
Uh, tragic shooting in Las Vegas claimed the life of a Disneyland cast member. On Sunday, October 2nd, 2017, 59 people were killed and at least 527 were injured when a man opened fire on a crowd from his hotel room on the thir- 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. The crowd was at an outdoor country music concert. Bob Iger confirmed in a tweet Monday evening that Carrie Barnett, a cast member of the Disney California Adventure culinary team, has been identified as one of the 59 killed in the shooting. His tweet read, quote, A senseless, horrific act and a terrible loss for so many. We mourn a wonderful member of the Disney family, Carrie Barnett. Tragic. According to a statement issued, another Disney cast member, Jessica Malam, Jessica Malam, uh, was also injured in the attack. Uh, the statement reads, quote, our, our hearts go out to everyone impacted by the tragic events in Las Vegas, the victims of violence, the witnesses, the friends and families mourning loved ones. We're especially bro- heartbroken over the loss of one of our own to this unconscionable and senseless act. Carrie Barnett had been, been a member of the Disney California Adventure Culinary Team for 10 years and was beloved by her friends and colleagues. Our thoughts are with her family, along with our support during this incredibly difficult time. Another valued Disney cast member, Jessica Malam, was also seriously injured, and we are praying for her recovery. Sad. Very sad. How sad. And, uh, you know, two years ago, of course, it was the Pulse shooting, uh, was the worst mass murder in U.S. history. Um, and now it's this. And, you know, I... I I get why, you know, uh, I get why people offer their thoughts and prayers, but thoughts and prayers aren't going to fix this. It's just not going to fix it. I don't know what will. I don't know what will, but you know what? I'm sorry. And it's going to piss people off and I don't give a crap. Um, Unfettered access to guns. Yeah, that's probably got to stop. If I need a license to drive a car, I should probably need a license to own a gun. And don't give me the constitutional BS argument. Okay, that read what the Constitution when, actually says. Well-armed militia. And that was written when bullets or guns held a bullet. Yeah. And this guy was able to kill 59 people and, and, and injure 500 in a matter of minutes because he had these assault weapons. And you know what we're talking about now? Changing hotel security. Yeah. Is, yeah. There, is there a greater example of missing the point? Or now outdoor concerts will now start looking at line of sight yeah. things. So that, that's Again, response. missing the point. And, and, and don't even start with the this isn't the time. Yes, it is the time. It's absolutely the time. It's always the time. It's always the time. This is Yeah, but we thought the time was after someone went in and killed kids in Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook, and then we thought the time was after Pulse, and we thought the, you know, we thought the time was in Columbine. Um, you know, but it's never the time and it's never going to change. But I don't want to go too much into it other than to say it's an awful tragedy. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. And I don't want to minimize this in the least. It's absolutely not my intention here. But it just seems between the hurricanes and Puerto Rico and this, it's just been so sad. Like the news has just been mm-hmm. so tragic and so sad. It's like you have to, you can't look anymore. You can't watch what's going on yeah. anymore. No, absolutely. So. You know, our, our thoughts and prayers do go out to these people, you know, but that's not enough. Couldn't even imagine. It's not enough. And with, uh, with Pulse and with this, I mean, for me personally, waking up to this news. And it's not, you know, usually you wake up to the weather and, you know, some sort of political things. But, you know, waking up to these, these mass shootings, it's, it's just your whole day weeks and months are ruined. I read something horrible that said we, that the number will probably go up because there yeah. many of those that are injured are severely or gravely injured, yeah. So I, I, those are the people that get my thoughts and prayers. All right, moving on to our second news story. Kind of sad. Disney Dream damaged after hitting Pier. According to the Disney Cruise Line blog, the Disney Dream was damaged while arriving in Nassau last week. The ship collided with the Pier, causing a small dent. The damage appears to be superficial as the hull of the ship wasn't breached. Okay, when you see this picture, that to me doesn't say small dent. Yeah, like that. Did, well, did you run up on deck and throw your necklace overboard? I did. <laughs> Rose. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's, uh, it, it actually is, it's not, it's, it's a superficial. There's no structural know, damage to the ship. Still looks it's a fender today. bender. But I'm surprised. Like, how did that happen that it ran into the pier? I mean, 
I, I'll say this: like I would rather sail on a damaged Disney cruise ship than sail on a new carnival ship. Oh, yeah. just, Damn! Wow! Is that hate Corey, speech? What at www.info.com? <laughs> I love carnival. There's two eyes in info. I know at some. Some of the ports have pilots they bring out to bring the ships in. Does, mm-hmm. Is this one of them that yes, does it? Yes, Port Canaveral does as well. However, I think there's also unknowns. Wait, this there's is in Port Canaveral. This is I mean, uh, NASA does NASA. as well. But I think you have unknowns. You have tide, you have wind, and also uh, the angle that the ship, they want that ship to, to go up and just kiss the dock on the mm-hmm. side. If the thing's on a slight bit of an angle... You could easily do that. Yeah, but how fast do you have to be going? No, I don't think fast at all. To do that. You got I the weight behind it. Right, there's so it, much yeah. weight behind it. We watched a really interesting um, thing about uh, the new Viking ship, actually the one we're going to be going on in March. And they were doing a, a fjords cruise in up into Norway in that area. And they came upon one dock where they said if, they got, if the, the boat was off by one degree, the corner of the dock would have punctured the ship. That's how delicate docking the boat was at this one dock, because the dock was a, a right angle. So I think this stuff can happen. According to passengers, crews were already preparing to repaint the area the day of the incident. Uh, and in the latest update, the work um, to repair the damage continued Sunday while the ship was at Castaway Key. The Disney Dream was on a three-day cruise, and the incident did not result in any changes to the itinerary. As reported by Disney they're just going to paint over this. No, they can't. It, no. They're going to have to but get their hammers like out a, and bang it out. It's not a like bit. a fender bender where you can like take it out with a, a blow dryer. Yeah, I don't know. I've done that before. That's what I'm saying. But you can. I mean, there's not a bunch of crew members out there pushing and all. Was this on your big wheel? <laughs> no. It was on my Mazda six. Corey's cars are made out of weave, apparently. <laughs> the hair dryer. Yeah, well, I'll, you need I'll, to teach Grace that. I'll, no, I don't even want to show you. Grace doesn't need to know. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to know how this happened. You know, can you see Corey in his driveway blow drying his car? I've done it. <laughs> People judge me. We are I'm sure they do. So, oh my! All right. Our third and final news story. D23 2018 events announced. Da, da, da. In 2018, D23, the official Disney fan club, brings a new roster of events for fans around the country to enjoy. What's the matter? Why are you all looking at the screen behind me? Because I'm not quite sure what the picture is. Oh. What are we looking at? Preparing for rain. It's McMouse. McMouse. Get, get near a spaceship, McMouse. It's McMouse. He's powering his boat with his bicycle with... Implements on the tire. There's kitchen utensils in the back of the tire. I, I'm not. I, I was Ooh. this done by Dali or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is new Mickey Mouse. All right. There's going to be a destination D. Happy he birthday, looks, Mickey. He looks evil. Uh, it's, he's a little angry. Okay. <laughs> on November 18th, 2018, will mark 90 years since Mickey Mouse made his debut in Steamboat Willie. At the Colony <laughs> Theater in New York. So he's old and cranky. <laughs> and D23 is throwing a party at Disney's Contemporary Resort at the Walt Disney World to celebrate. The event will include panels, presentations, an all-new exhibit from the Walt Disney Archives, a pop-up store from Walt Disney Imagineering, uh, Mickey's of Glendale, and more. Uh, additional details, including special hotel rates and ticketing information, will be announced in the months to come. Um, so this is the big... Uh, Destination D that they usually throw here. Are you guys impressed by this? Destination D actually is a pretty pretty cool event overall because it takes, I mean, it is for the ultimate Disney nerds, uh, you know, where D23 Expo, because it covers the movies and a lot of people come to do cosplay and buy merch, it's a little bit broader, but Destination D really focuses in on one subject and goes into more detail than the average fan would ever care about. So, uh, like last time around, it was kind of like adventures all around the world, and Adventureland was the theme. The year before that, it was the 64 World's Fair and then past attractions. And so I'm, I'm sure it'll be just as interesting with, with Mickey Mouse. I, and it's every all the seats are already reserved when you get your ticket, so it's not the 
the nonsense of D23 Expo having to stand out overnight trying to get Corrals. get in yeah it's it's just it's a one one and done event it's it's so simple and it's uh they put on a, a really good thing for it but that that's just the tip of the iceberg with what D23 is announcing for 2018 the big thing is uh member tours to Pixar which it's the first time they're ever doing that wow. and that's I would I would kill to be on that tour and be able to go see Pixar Another event that they're going to be doing is the return to Marceline. Uh, in 2012, D23 members journey to Marceline, Missouri, where Walt Disney spent his early childhood. Uh, so you'll be able to do a tour. This is the second time they're doing this. You'll like to see That's Walt fun. Disney's hometown museum and stroll down Marceline's own Main Street. I've been there. That's pretty awesome. Is it really? It is. And there's this a. Wo- you're trying to trick me into doing something and no, telling me it's no. awesome. <laughs> there's a woman in the museum there that was a child when Walt came to back to his hometown as an adult and he stayed in her home and slept in her bedroom they of course she moved out but it was the only house that had air conditioning so that's why walt stayed and she tells this story it's very interesting pictures of walt in her house and i don't know i found it moving the tree and all the other i mean there's not it's not, like, tree? it's not like two days' worth of events, you, you know? You should sit next to Rhino at that dinner party. <laughs> I know. We will. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So and I think it's, I think it's a little, it's a little touch a of... I must keep talking. It's a little touch of Disney in the middle of the Midwest, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's cool. She stayed in her room. <clears throat> huh? A little touch of Disney. It is. <laughs> the guy in the plaid shirt got that one. Oh, look at him joyfully laughing over there. There's going to be Pixar in the parks. The 23 kicks off a trio of thrilling events. With Walt Disney World Parks and Resorts in April. You said a trio? Trio. <laughs> trio. When members will be invited to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom with in-park experiences, culinary delights, and surprises. Next tw- next summer, D23 will invite guests to shrink to the size of Woody and Buzz Lightyear with Toy Story Land, when Toy Story Land opens at Disney Hollywood's, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, so those are some in-park events. They're going to do some advanced screenings. Um, for D23 members. Um, they're going to do D23's Spelltacular Disney Faniversary. How many more weird things can you put in one sentence? <laughs> From the spooky to the kooky. <laughs> Two beloved films. <laughs> did, you, did you write that? No, I'm reading this word for word off of their weirdness. Uh, celebrating silver anniversaries in 2018, Hocus Pocus and Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, 1993, Hocus Pocus introduces us to the Sanderson sisters. Blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to get to the meat of this. Next fall, D23 members will enjoy a cauldron full of new features. Oh, my God, this is tortured. As well as special screening events on the Disney Studio lot and around the United States. Well, that's, you know, one of my big complaints with D23 from the beginning was that if you weren't on the West Coast, there wasn't anything for you. Um, and I will say, as I read through this, there were a lot of things showing up here in Orlando yes. and then things that they're doing around the country. Okay. So it seems like they got that they got that message. Now, I've maintained my membership. I'm still a member. Um, Do you go to anything else besides the big thing? No. But that... Well, no, I've been to like one or two things. Um... You know, it's like uh, uh, Craig was saying, Destination D is pretty cool. It is absolutely geek fest. I mean, this is not for the casual visitor. This is for hardcore fans. But if you're a hardcore fan, there's a lot there to love. Um, I'm sorry I missed the 1964 World's Fair one. Yeah. Um, So there, I mean, so I'm, I'm, especially after being at the D23 uh, conference convention out in California uh, back in July. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. I feel a lot better about D23, um, especially when I see that you know they're doing a lot of things. Plus, I mean, if you are out in California or if you want to go out to California and you're a member, um, some of those you know, lunch with the Disney Legend, the studio tours they do. They're talking about the Pixar. Uh, Pixar yeah. Studio Tours now. And um, just what they did with the Epcot 35th, with the, the yeah. anniversary event, it would, which I think was, uh, it looked pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it, it really was. I've done, I've done a lot. Like, I've done D23 movie screenings before, and they always purposely give out less seats than the theater has, so that way uh, you 
just basically get to walk in and sit wherever you want and get that free screening of a, a movie early. Uh, I did the the studio tour lot, uh, Walt Disney Studio tour uh, with Michael a couple years back, and that was fantastic. They gave away little little trinkets and free pens and stuff for it. So they, they do they do a lot of a lot of cool stuff. It, it does require some travel sometimes, but uh, I think between the magazine you get and then the the events the the kind of geekiness insider knowledge that they give you it, it's worth that because they also don't really broadcast this stuff after it's said like uh the the stuff we saw for faniversary we asked if there'd be b-roll for it and they said no it's it's for the people who are in the room getting to hear it that time and then you know, it's our job to kind of put out those little bit of tidbits here and there when we can. So it's very cool, exclusive stuff. What's the membership cost now? I'm not sure. It's around eighty dollars or so. So not horrible. Yeah, and you get you, you know they they put out a quarterly magazine, which is a really nice. I mean, it's like coffee table quality magazine. Yeah. Um, so and like you said, you get access to a lot of these different events and things like that. But I think it's. Uh, you know, uh, you know, in the beginning, I thought it was terrible. It's evolved. It has definitely evolved. It's definitely evolved. I'm, I'm not so hateful toward D23 anymore. Still not, like, madly in love with it. But now that I'm seeing more of these events happening out here and, you know, because the whole attitude was you're all, only Disney, Disney fans only yeah. are in Southern California. <laughs> and it's like, no. There's this big thing on the other side of the country. Maybe you want to do something out here. They started doing the Destination Ds, which has been good. But now we're seeing more of these in-park things. I was a member of the first year, and I let it lapse because I didn't think there was anything. There was anything, exactly. First I think, year, well, that's what they realized, that, you know. So. Stick it out. Some more stuff all over throughout the so, country, which is stuff. really nice. So good for them. Good stuff coming up. All right. So that'll do it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. Uh, before we move on to Rapid Fire... Um, Will Perry, our uh, uh, creative director, and uh, Steve Porter, our editor. Our first mate. Our first mate. <laughs> we got some they semen are. on this show today. Oh, uh, really? Uh, I wonder. Really? You've been holding that Seriously? one. <laughs> Which one's Ginger? <laughs> um, they are on a, uh, they're on a little water mice. You're on a water mouse, right? Out in the middle of uh, yep, Bay Lake? We're on a sea racer, or better known as a mouse boat, out on 17th of June. Okay, is is your microphone all the way over by Will? What? <laughs> what? What did you say? I said I we weren't couldn't hear you too well, so I wasn't sure. Okay, yeah, I'll hold the mic a little bit closer. It's a little windy out here. So what are you doing? We are just uh, putting around on uh, 17th Lagoon. Uh, you know, it's a fun option on Walt Disney World vacation. We give you some pricing and some options, but basically we are on one of the mouse boats, like we said, for $45 for an hour. You can go on one of these, and then there's uh, a couple different options. There's also a Boston Whaler and then a pontoon boat. I'm getting they nauseous are- just watching you. Oh. <laughs> what you say? Blair, have y'all found the anchor yet? They're getting seasick watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we're getting a little seasick, too. The <laughs> whale went over some waves and spilled water all into our laps. Don't blame me. Yeah, it, it happened. Who it's not NASCAR, the, Will. Who made the picnic lunch? <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. So try and turn the boat up, like so the wind is somewhere else. Go up to the docks and tell people you're the friendship boat. <laughs> Have people get on your little water miles to go over to the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> All right, yeah. That's Cover your it. microphone, Steve, for the love of God. Yeah, Put it in your the, hand. Put it in your hand. You hear it? No. Cup it. All right, this isn't working. <laughs> it, was a, it was a brave effort, but it's not working. Um, so enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. Oh. Okay. He I doesn't know how to use the microphone. Like, no, no, here's thing. just the genesis of this. Um, I said to Steve a couple weeks ago, Start thinking of some different things to do uh, rather than just be in the park. Um, let's, you know, think of some different things to do. So he came up with this, and I thought it was a good idea to try it. But it's On a windy, windy day. Yeah. It's a windy day, and, you know, we're getting all that wind noise, and he's just using the headset from his iPhone, and that's not really good in the wind. Put him on that balloon at Disney Springs. 
Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be oh, that's thing. I've done that. I don't <laughs> like that. Mission space. Then you have mission to do a weather space. mission space. Because anytime, because it's like this big <laughs> ring, and anytime some people come near you, the thing tips. Sounds like a nightmare. I'm constantly screaming at everybody to stay on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. Distribute your weight. Distribute your weight. Distribute your weight. Get away from me. <laughs> it was terrifying. So you went up with Walter, right? Yeah. It was terrifying. I'd do it again, though. Maybe it someone nice else it would be so bad. I did it. <laughs> so we're not going to see you guys I think Are you on the show next week? We are not So we're not going to see you for like a month How exciting I know, we're That really you're excited. going to China We're going to Japan and China all the You're going to be able parks. to say at the end of this That we've done them all That's right Every single park That's right How and many weeks do we get without I'm, you? I'm sad I'm sad that I, I had to cancel That I'm not going with you um, But there are things at the house that need taken care of after Irma, and I can't. I understand. You know, I completely understand. And then there, like, are things that are now happening at the house that have nothing to do with Irma. That it's like it's turning into a money pit. Uh, it's like kind of crazy. Every but, house you have is a money pit. Whenever no, you own a house, but I love the house. So you know, they, they like I say, they will pull my cold dead body out of this house. I love this house. Um, so. You know, but it is what so it is. We're excited. What uh, we're going to try to do is we're going to try to tweet and post on Facebook. So not in China, you're not Facebook. Well, yes, on the Dreams Unlimited Travel Facebook page and the Dreams Unlimited Travel oh, okay. Twitter, Twitter account. account. Right, follow both of those. Um, we think we can do it, but if we can't, we've set up a little system where we should be able to get the information back to folks here, okay. so they can post for us. So watch uh, both at Dreams You Travel is our Twitter account. And I don't know, Facebook. It's Dreams Unlimited Travel. There's something. I don't know what you do on Facebook. And if you're looking at our schedule, we are going to be in Japan for a couple of days, Hong Kong for a couple of days, Beijing, and then Shanghai. And then we come home. I'm just going to throw it out there. If you can't get tweets or emails out, just send a letter to Rhino. Yeah. (laughs) Write a nice handwritten note. That's right. In two weeks from now, he'll write that he opened it and read it. I had a pen pal when I was a kid. And look what happened. <laughs> so Yeah, so we're excited. We're very, very excited. We're also a little bit nervous. It's so foreign and it's so different from us. We've been to Europe many times. We've been many places all over the world. But this just feels so foreign to us that we're like, we're not really sure what to expect or how it's going to go. And the money has freaked me out. Because I have things that have like 50,000 on them. Yeah, we have yeah. Like, I don't know, like 100,000 yen. Yeah. It's crazy, and it's like, oh, look, it's $12. Will you be purchasing kimonos? <laughs> we, we, Will I be purchasing a kimono? We've already bought ours. <laughs> I'm taking mine with me. We are. Oh, we are okay. with us. And those shoes with the little wooden things on <laughs> yes. I want a photo of Kevin. Shoes with the little wooden things on. All right. All right. Exciting. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, move over to Rapid Fire, and we'll start with you, John. All right, there's a new Disney Cruise Line offer out there. Uh, you get a $100 shipboard credit. Uh, when you book an eligible sailing, February 3rd, 17th, March 3rd, March 17th, and 31st. Um, and 2018 Western Caribbean sailings. Oh, those are the Western Caribbean sailings. And then February 10th, 24th, March 10th, 24th for Eastern Caribbean sailings. Some of these also include the Star Wars Day at Sea. So that's a nice little uh, perk out there. The caveat is this only applies to new bookings. And it has to be booked between October 1st and October 31st, 2017. Uh, unheard of in a very, very long time that Disney has, re- has released a discount like this. Um, is Thanks, that tremendous? Arma. Right. And I was just going to say, those Eastern sailings, yeah. I would just, if you're going to book it, I would be prepared that it's going to be a Western. Yeah. And part of my rapid fire is also that the November 22nd and December 2nd, um, Eastern sailings on the fantasy are now Western sailings. So, yeah, there's a very good possibility that none of these will be Eastern for a long time because of the damage to those ports of call. But also, if you book these uh, with Dreams Unlimited Travel, you can also combine it with our shipboard credit. So get extra money for spending on board. Awesome. Thank you, John. Kevin? I'm going to talk about a different kind of cruise, our Viking Ocean Cruise going around Italy, March 24th through March 31st, is... Uh, Still available. We, if you're looking to go with us, this is the perfect time. I just need to let everybody know that final payment is at the end of December. So it's coming up. We're going to have to start making our final payments and things like that. But there's still space available. So if you're interested in joining us, let me know. 
So excited about that trip. It's going to be too. so much fun. Again, I was earlier I was mentioning we saw a documentary or something. It's, it's on the National Geographic channel, I believe. And it's about the mega ships or something like that. And they featured the sister ship. They did, they did the Viking Sea and were on the sky. You have to try to find it. Uh, it's available on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. So it's like incredible. That ship is so beautiful. And we, it, this, the, the, itinerary they took was up into Norway into the fjords and they crossed the Arctic Circle uh, we actually watched it more to see the ship the ship looks stunning so, really awesome. excited alright thank you Kevin Teresa alright on the other end of the spectrum Twisty Treat is now open in Port Canaveral oh, Lord. okay <laughs> You are now forbidden That's right, now from talking about that on the open. show again. It's, oh, people there want, are people legitimate. Care. Uh, no, people hold, stop. There are legitimate rapid fires that you could have brought. Twisty, t- twisty treat, whatever the hell it is, is not anything anybody cares about. Look, Enough. I'm done hearing about it. Wait. If you're going on a cruise and you want good ice cream. Before- Get it on the damn ship. It's free. What, what are you talk, keep talking about this It's place open. For? We're all excited Woman, in move, Port Canaveral. Move on. Okay. It's open. I'm good with her. Move tw- on. Did from you see her tweet. Twitter when she like tweeted out what she got in the ice people cream? People loved it. Oh, <laughs> people loved it. Well, few. none of those people are in this room. She got. <laughs> she's a cult. She got a like. I got a like. <laughs> God in heaven with the crazy. twisty treat. We it's have open. legitimate rapid mm. fires that could have been talked about. It's open. That isn't one of them. All right. Thank you. Corey, Okay. better than that? Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, as part of the D23 uh, anniversary event, they announced the oh, well, they announced a bunch of stuff and, and revealed a lot of stuff. But one like kind of stuck to me. It was they they kind of showed you uh, a written or a, uh, a typed the meaning of the Epcot logo as written by Marty Sklar, and I think it's just so appropriate right now. And I'm actually wearing the T-shirt. Um, the Epcot Center logo symbolizes unity, fellowship, and harmony around the world. Five, the five outer rings are linked to form the shape of a flower, a celebration of life. The heart of the logo is Earth, embraced by a star symbolizing hope, the hope that with imagination, commitment, and dedication, we can create a better tomorrow. I have always been a fan of this classic logo. Got the shirt. Um, this this came from that's a, the, uh, this came from Imagineering um, in uh, Mickey's of Glendale, but I I'm, I think I'm I'm wearing it out at this point. It's I'm not to retire it soon, but I thought like it was just it was just great um, reading that. When Marty Sklar describes anything, he he does it with passion and, and like a true meaning. And I just thought it was a great takeaway from that. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a little bit more about yep. the 35th anniversary and what they did for it in just a little bit. But thank you for that, Corey. Craig. Okay. So uh, on Friday, uh, Rhino and I were very surprised to see that uh, Baseline Tap House is finally open at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So if you've forgotten what Baseline Tap House is, it is the brand new bar that took over the writer's stop right next to Sci-Fi uh, Dine-In. And it is, uh, it's a part of what is now considered Grand Avenue. And then Muppets Courtyard has been turned into Grand Park. So it's all all essentially going to be the the waiting area the staging area for where you're going to go in through uh through into star wars galaxy's edge but as far as baseline tap house goes uh it it was actually a really nice well done area they it it feels like classic i I know it's just a bar but it feels like they went back to classic disney roots with it uh they took the time to actually come up with a backstory for the entire bar itself, which is something that kind of went by the wayside for a while. The stories were a bit of a stretch, but for this one, it takes place in Figueroa, Figueroa Printing Company, which was at one point in time in the 50s worked with Disney to help create uh, graphic designs for the parks. So they have like kind of the stages inside of how Disneyland uh, posters were put together hmm. and the, the steps of that. And then they went by the the wayside after years, and now it's been turned into a craft brew uh, bar that also offers cocktails on tap, wine, non alcoholic drinks, and then yeah, like, I thought that uh, was nice too. Yeah, that yeah. they have a, there's like two that are so it's not just 
the same old Coke products. So it was nice that they had something different for yeah, people. Yeah, it was like a black cherry soda on tap, and then one, I forget what the other one was. Yeah. A strawberry. Strawberry some, something. Yeah. Like lemonade, I think, or something. Uh, but, but <clears throat> you know, overall, it was it, just an absolute beautiful area. The patio's big, and there's great people watching as everyone's kind of strolling along by to get back by the Muppets and leaving Star Tours and Sci-Fi. Uh, the, a great selection for beer fans if you're looking for the best beer you can get on Disney property, I can say now, go, really go here. Yeah, this over. Is um, would you say over? Uh, I mean, it's not a theme park, but like in the Grand Floridian, and the outside pool bar has a pretty good selection of craft beers. Would you? Uh, on tap always is going to beat out of a bottle for me, and this has this has nine different California beers. Some some average like uh, Sierra Nevada and Lagunitas that you can get anywhere, but others that you can't get readily available on tap all it, the time. It so. felt like it, the place feels like this is our first kind of touch of like the care they put into like those little places at Disneyland. It had that kind of same kind oh, of feeling really? to yeah. it here. Yeah. So. Even if you're not a drinker or anything like that, like you said, there's the non-alcoholic drinks. It's still like a really beautiful spot that they kind of have set aside in this corner that you can kind of just get out and just relax. And they've got like three appetizers there. You can get the big pretzel, the spiced nuts, and uh, charcuterie, charcuterie board. board. I know you yeah. can't say that. I don't. Like it, to say it, it really. It's like a lobster nacho away from becoming like a Cove bar. Yeah, like really. It's like some place that people are going to want. So if they to come up with that, if they come up with that signature. Yeah, signature uh, dish. I think that's the thing they're missing. I think that's the one thing that will really put it like yeah. over the edge. It, yeah. If you're looking for us in Hollywood Studios for the next year <laughs> to come, there. I, I think you can kind of pinpoint where we're going to be. Just stalk this place. Yeah. And <laughs> well, I would say we probably met at least oh, we met 15 a lot people, of people there yeah. on Friday just while we were that's trying funny. to do the fix Drinking. and check it out. But yeah, it's... It's great. I it's love what they did with Grand it's Avenue. It's, researching. it's uh they just they took this LA style and they crammed it in the park and it's it's really well done. Let's check so, it out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you, Craig. Rhino. Mine's not as interesting. It's about Stitch's Great Escape. Um, it's got some new st- uh, signage now that apparently is saying Stitch's Alien Encounter character greeting. So there's no real confirmation whether uh, the attraction itself may be closing and turned into a character meet and greet. Um, that's kind of what it looks like might be happening. A little throwback to the attraction that was there before with Alien Encounter written on here. Um, but uh, it's just nobody really knows what's happening right well, now. Well, Lord but. knows Stitch is more popular than that attraction is. So um, oh, yeah. that might be a, that may end up being a good use, use of that space, at least for the time being. So it, it's still a cool, like, cause at the Halloween party, they keep it, uh, that's like a trick or treat, um, area. So it's still like a cool, like if as they keep it all themed like that with the robots and the other aliens and the tubes, like as you walk through, that would be kind of cool for a cool meet and greet thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it's true. Michael told me a tidbit last night when we were talking about Tomorrowland. He said that guest satisfaction reports were coming back lower when Stitch was opened, more than it like good re- like more than it is when it's not closed. So people they would the go on Stitch, hate it, rate it terribly. If they're not going on it at all, they're happy. So wow. it's just a confusing attraction. I mean, you, you can follow the storyline, but it just looked like it was just pieced together. That's it why was. it's not popular. It was. Well, well it wasn't, it wasn't be, popular as Alien Encounter either. You yeah. think it's going to be awesome, and then you're just sitting there. Smelling chili dogs. Smelling chili dogs, and something's pushing on your shoulder. It's like, oh, you know, I was wanting something more out of it. Sorry. So. All right. Thank you, Rhino. Um, we were mentioning before about Epcot's 35th anniversary, which took place uh, officially yesterday, right? Um, Sunday. 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 Sun- yeah. I'm, um, Sunday. Yeah. And... Uh, Corey and Craig were there to cover that for us, and they're going to tell us a little bit more about what went on. So I'll turn it over to you guys. Well, we were invited um, as media to go to, to go there, check in, start at eight o'clock. So it, it was a it was an early day, but we with every sort of event they have, they they have like the the themed maps you get. They have the themed buttons, and of course, they have the themed merchandise that. I think for the majority of the people were there for the merchandise because um, after the the main you know ceremony they did 
<laughs> he needed to learn how to make he, a paper airplane. He tried to throw me. He's a trying map. to give you the map that um, has all the thirty. I mean, I saw the pictures of the merchandise line was like to the turnstiles. Yeah, it was People crazy. For merchandise. That's crazy. So this kind of a, this kind of the look. And wasn't some of that stuff available online anyway? Yeah, you like had the ability to purchase I Was There merchandise ahead of time, so yeah. that way you didn't have to wait in the line for it. But wait, but they said that you wouldn't be able to do that in their announcement, that you were only going to be able to get it that day. I could have sworn I saw I, it on there. That was something I said was on the Daily out. Fix. Oh, uh, one out. of our listeners told me that she already ordered her stuff, so she didn't wait in line. So, hmm. Hmm. Sorry, Corey? Well, well, no, I do know that um, Kathy Whirling, she was there, too, because I, I think she heard something about figment. <laughs> and so she showed well. up, and but she she told me at, at our dinner that she had already um, seen all the merchandise of the thirtieth. Now I don't know if they were releasing the I was there before that because we got a first look of that in the morning. Yeah, the, the I was there merchandise was only there starting on the day that it happened. Gotcha. But you had the chance to buy stuff with Epcot thirty five on it ahead of time. Gotcha. But I was there was exclusive to that. Okay, that that's what on. that's what I was referring to. Sorry, as it should be. So yeah, because you were there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> yeah, there was the uh, they had the ten o'clock um, ceremony where um, George Calagridis came out. The VP of Epcot, or what's her name? I'm, I'm having a brain fart. Um, then characters come out and they shoot some um, little confetti. Tourists, and then oh. and then you go about your day. But I think the like for me, like I'm not into the. I wasn't really worried about the merchandise. I just enjoyed being there. On the 35th, and seeing everybody, there were so many people decked out in like Epcot, you know, you know whether they bought the shirt just then or they they made their own shirts of all the the classic Epcot look. I think unfortunately a lot of that merchandise is for resale. I think a lot of those people who go crazy and wait in line and are the first ones in line, I think they're reselling it. Unfortunately, well, when they're buying multiple yeah. items. But I agree with Corey. Things. I mean, you want to go just to be part of the celebration. You know, who cares what they're selling? The, the there was the the one I was there line which was at um, interventions and it, it the line extended all the way to the turnstiles and even once you got to interventions it you kind of you kind of could snake through before you get to the little pop up store yeah they they butchered a lot of the merchandise like the big go to item for the thirty fifth was they put out a Funko Pop vinyl a figment that said Epcot thirty five on the logo and. Initially in the morning, the buy limit on it was, you know, just a small amount, 10 per person. 10, because you need 10, 10 right? Uh, <laughs> and so the line quickly jumped to like a three-hour wait all around ImageWorks just so, you know, eventually it got to the point. People are saying, well, if I can buy 10, why not buy 10? Yeah. And uh, a lot of people did. Uh, and so that, that meant a lot of people weren't able to get it. But mm. I've been yeah. hearing conflicting reports. Some people, I mean, yesterday it was available on the Disney Parks Shop app that you could buy it in the morning. Other people say it's going to be back. Just like it, they released an Orange Bird one a couple weeks back. Same thing happened. Everyone bought a bunch. bunch right. And now you can just walk in the Magic They're Kingdom and limited. buy it any day. They're yeah. not limited. They'll make as many as they think they can sell for sure. And then they'll All wind right. up in the in the. I'm on the discount. shop. I'm, I'm on the Shop Disney Parks app right now, and I just ordered, and I was there. Oh. Uh, I was online and ordered this shirt for the 35th anniversary. <laughs> that's epic. Just ordered it. They'll show up at the, um, yeah, that's. They will. So tell us about the stuff that went on. I'm more excited to hear about well, the cool stuff that happened. Yeah, I mean, the, the morning ceremony, I thought, was a, a very beautiful tribute. You know, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't not bring up Marty Sklar. Uh, this Epcot was basically his baby. After bring Walt- him up as in talk about him. Okay, thank you. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Um, they just raised him from the, okay, the fountains. Just... Oh, <laughs> Too soon. Like, they didn't like run him around the fountain. <laughs> no, it's not like they, they, up yeah. they mentioned his name. Okay, they mentioned Marty you. Sklar and, and talked about his importance with the park. They had a ceremony where they represented every. They had a representative from every showcase and country come out, hold a big sign with their place on uh, where they worked at. So they could do that and then block all the audience who was stuck behind the signs. <laughs> so then they couldn't see the stage, uh, <laughs> which was kind of goofy. They started off with a five-minute performance from uh, Mariachi Cobre, which I then learned a lot. Like I didn't I realize didn't that the either, history that... between between Disney and the Mariachi Band. 
I could say it, but I don't know if anyone's interested. I'm I'm, I'm curious because it was I'll a commercial. It. They were just in some promotion. I Can just you write it in a letter. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'll write it to you. Later. I mean, long story short, I'd prefer it written. Thank you. Uh, is there a short version of the story? There, there is, and I, I will share it. The leader of mariachi band right now. He actually started back in the 60s at Disneyland when they had a mariachi band really? at Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, before it formed into the group that it is today. And then they came over and they were originally playing at Pecos Bill and also the concourse of uh, the contemporary. And then once Epcot opened up, they were invited in to be the mariachi band in Mexico. And they've been here ever since. So uh, their their history with Disney goes back even further than just Epcot, which I, I thought was pretty cool. And that's why they had them start the ceremony. And then the ceremony ended with a medley from the Voices of Liberty singing some of the different attraction songs that we all know and love from Epcot Center years. And there, there's a video of that on our, our YouTube channel, so you can see it there. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a nice little – it was better than the Magic Kingdom's 45th where they let down a banner mm. celebrating it on the Magic Kingdom, except the banner got stuck before it rolled all the way down. Oh, no. So uh, it, it was better than Park. that. <laughs> special foods? What kind of special foods were they offering? Oh, you know they had a cupcake. You know, they had a yeah. couple cupcakes. They had a twisty treat. <laughs> <laughs> they made 100 the, cupcakes. The oh, cupcake wow. had, like, the, uh, the Spaceship Earth dome on top. Oh, yes, I'll picture that. I, I, I had yeah. no, like, so Craig said, Oh, that was the picture I saw. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Craig said it was like full of icing at the top, right? How much was yeah. it? Uh, we had it as part of a dessert party. Uh, so probably four ninety five or six ninety five. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a Disney cupcake. I wish they would stop releasing cupcakes for every single celebration. Get, get a little bit more creative with desserts. Do you think but. people take them home and try to save them? Try to sell them on eBay. Right yeah. next to their wedding <laughs> topper, wedding cake topper in the freezer. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they, they did little things here and there, but the big thing was the celebration in the morning. And then uh, for all park guests, that is celebration in the morning. And then at night, they added a, a 35th anniversary tag to the end of Illuminations. Think, think Christmas time or New Year's Eve, same exact, same exact style as that. And, uh, you know, it was great. I didn't really... The, the music they played with it didn't really resonate with me like this is celebrating Epcot's 35th anniversary but uh, it was still nice to to end the celebration with a big bang and uh, then for people who were a part of the D23 anniversary they were treated to about uh, three hours of just pure Epcot history geekiness. overload yeah it was I was in the room for that and it was like your brain just starts melting after, After so long, no, no this was in the the <laughs> middle of the day. Oh man, so, yeah. two a.m. <laughs> no, it was. I'll give you a test. Yeah, this was immediately after yes. the uh, the ceremony. <laughs> it's like a, the worst TED talk ever. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, I'm sorry. Say, tell me more about that. Say more. Say more about that thing. <laughs> say more about that. Uh, it was basically everything. There, there was. A couple different panels. Uh, one, the most interesting one, had uh, like Tony Baxter and uh, Jason Grant, and they went over 35 things you don't know about Epcot. And like that one. Were they was, 35 actual things you didn't know about Epcot, or was it? It was probably. This wasn't like the 17 things to be excited about I, next year. I, oh, look, we have Blacktop. I would say, you know, there there was probably people in the crowd who absolutely knew every single one of them. Like, I, I knew maybe half of them here and there just from other D23 presentations that I, I've heard in the past. So uh, it wasn't all. But, yeah, no, I was, like, tweeting basically most of them out as they were going along. Like, they... They dug up some really interesting, interesting stuff for that. And Corey's rapid fire about the meaning of Epcot that made the rounds on Twitter is a couple of days before uh, yeah, the, the event. original. But but then that was the final thing that they told us that we probably didn't know about Epcot, which I thought I thought that was really fitting. Uh, they they had a giant panel of cast members, uh, ex Disney or still a Disney legend, uh, ex Imagineers come up and talk about their, their time that they spent working at Epcot. Some of them like, uh, they had Bill Sullivan, who's a Disney legend, like Sully. He worked with Disney in the world's fair doing operational, uh, 
operational procedures, worked for the Magic Kingdom's grand opening, and then also did Epcot. And so he was talking about just like how much of a nightmare in a zoo it was on the opening day because they also filmed the the live show with I think Danny Kay may have was, posted it. Kay. Yeah, and so they they shared a lot of those little. Cool stories from I enjoyed first some years. Of the pictures you showed pictures of like someone working in Horizons, yeah, like, <laughs> like Horizons. kind of sleeping, taking a nap. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool to see sort of the somebody tweeted a picture area. of the plexiglass uh, sculpture that was in the fountain at the entrance. To yeah, Africa. did they talk about putting that back? No, they're not going to put that back. Gonna put no, that back. That's not coming back. That's but. with Ellen DeGeneres' uh, animatronic me, somewhere. It's just something that you know, as you guys are talking. I'm going, I'm thinking back 10 years, 25th anniversary. Disney didn't want to do anything to mark Epcot's 25th. And I wish I could remember the kid's name. There was a young, young, a young guy. Mm-hmm. He still does it. That, yeah. Adam, Adam Roth. Adam Roth. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but Adam Roth is the reason. I agree with you a thousand percent. That happened, that that's going on because not because he was being mean, not because he was being a jerk or anything like that. This guy embarrassed Disney into doing this he when they didn't has, do anything for the 25th. He still has its WDW celebrations, and he does. they do their own thing, and they have their own event where they get together. Well, so how much I know. He taught <laughs> Disney they can test sell T-shirts. Right. He really well, we did. Went, we went to the 25th, and I mean, I thought that, you know, I mean, it's a fan doing it, so it's not as grand as D23, obviously. That almost makes it better. Yeah, but I agree that he he embarrassed Disney into doing these celebrations of it doesn't have to be fifty best, years. Best, but it, it is the best example of fan passion, yeah. and and how it can change things. So, as you, and that's all I could think about as you're t- talking about this is thinking back to the 25th and how Disney did not want to do anything, and it wasn't until his thing started gaining traction that they hurried up for the 25th and put like a couple of like you know cupcakes. No, like some executives. But it was the same. Oh, it was a much pared down version of this, and where it was, you know, someone came out and talked about the dedication, and you know, yeah. the, I, I will say pouring the water and all the, that. Stuff. The the ultimate way to celebrate Epcot's thirty fifth was by being a part of the fan anniversary. I mean, this is this is where you wanted to be for it. When like with the forty fifth of Magic Kingdom and Epcot's thirty fifth, uh, like the ceremonies and doing a little special things here and there. That's great and all, but. This felt like they actually gave a ton of love to Epcot, and everyone everyone was just so enthusiastic about it. They talked about all of the past attractions, World of Motion, Horizons, the original iterations of Spaceship Earth, and Universe of Energy. Like they just went over it all, and they also their had enthusiasm a, was so great. You, they also had a panel about past entertainment, correct? Yeah. yeah. Did they did they bring up the Christos? Do y'all remember the Christos? You'd walk in like right past the fountain. Like the uh, they dressed the in acro- silver, and yeah, the like real acro- blue, like oh, the yeah, acro yeah. gymnastics yep. group. They creeped me out to no end. Yeah, I know, but I, I was so fascinated with it. They did, and, and like the 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 bottom. No, she was a top. Like um, like she'd take her thing off, and like she had all this hair all the way down past her. They, uh, they were wearing like uh, they were wearing these like yeah. unitards, and like, like they had they had like a skull cap so, over oh, it, so it was like okay, all yeah. one piece. And then she would take her 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 skull cap off, and she, and she had like said. hair down to her. If only it had been rose petals. <laughs> uh, they they didn't bring that up, but they did talk about. That, like, I thought that, they were cool. That was I thought they were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, they, they I was in gymnastics. The, That's why I loved it. Well, they they talked about the aerial stunt show that used to happen, where they had like a tight rope walker, uh, tight rope walker that was attached to Spaceship Earth, and. Just okay. It was scary. scary. Yeah, I didn't I remember that. Yeah, they really? they wow did you that. They, I didn't realize they had a Barbie show in Epcot at one point in time. Oh, it was in Epcot. I, I knew there was yeah. a Barbie show. Nineteen eighty-two. Well, I thought it was at Hollywood. I was Studios. there the opening year. It wasn't there for the opening. Um, but no, there was. There, I'm old. Epcot had a lot of goofy entertainment over the years that did not really fit in with Epcot as a whole. But uh, overall, the the fan anniversary was just. Again, if you're a big Disney fan and you love these geeky little details and what? stories, it's it's amazing. What is the translation from Spaceship Earth? Somebody is asking. Oh, I'll, I'll share that in a blog post later. Okay. I have it. I'm still working on that. Okay. But we have people already writing to the reservations account, looking to book uh, hotel rooms and things for uh, 2021 <laughs> yeah. for 
Walt, uh, the Magic Kingdom. The Magic 50th. Kingdom's fiftieth. That's going to be crazy. Here's the deal. You can't do it yet. All right. Stop writing to us. Write to us in 2020. No, Kevin, Kevin wants to keep a list. No. <laughs> no list. No list. Kevin wants to keep a, a list. spreadsheet. 2020. But he will only accept it via his Facebook page. There you go. Or mail. Or, or you get a letter. Write to Rhino. He likes Write to Rhino. Guys, there's nothing wrong with getting a piece of mail. I uh, something just that's not a bail, all right? And a handwritten note just says, I love you, and I might be, I might not be able to own a computer. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, first of all, first of all, the woman that just fell out of him. There was, there were shoulders. There were hand, there were jazz hands. I mean, calm down, Delta Burke. You all get it. I no, will I say this. I no, did write Julia, a letter. It was Julia Sugarbaker. I was exhausted. No, I wasn't striding enough for that. Listen, talking about Epcot, I have a question. Yes, you ma'am. Y'all see that picture that's floating around where Epcot is misspelled on the sign? Yeah. Is that real or not? As far as I know, that's real. I thought okay. that. I thought. I, I thought the same thing, but I figured. Was it from this um, anniversary event? It was spelled. No, it was was on one of the one of the like the traffic signs overhead as you're going on property, and it was spelled uh, E P O C T. I believe is how they. uh, Yeah, epoched. Epoched. I didn't know if that was fake or if that was. I I I thought the same thing. Like, is that Photoshop? Right. I don't know. I think it was real. Because the letters are all there, so you just you know. But then when you look at it close, it's. So, another great story. <laughs> that, that's gonna be a great dinner party. Oh. Um, Ryan got a letter. Twisty treat is open. <laughs> they bought. Pe- a, people are gonna talk. Like sort of Express. like the Truman Capote white party. <laughs> you're gonna be. You're gonna be upset when you're not invited to that party. <laughs> I probably will be. <laughs> um, so overall, you guys thought it was it was a good event. Oh, I, I I was just happy to be there. And no pun intended. Because um, I really was. It was a long day. I mean, we got like. Yeah, Craig came in yesterday looking like that warmed over. Um, yeah. Like for me to get to Epcot, like I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning. So I got there around quarter to eight. All um, the people who work outside of their homes and have to commute all night. Right. Oh, but then we were, like, we were there from, you know, quarter to eight someone. all the way um, until illuminations ended. So that was a pretty full day. But I did enjoy the uh, the projections they did on Spaceship Earth as you walked out. It's always a fun surprise. It's I saw nice pictures surprise. of those. Those were cool. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a great event. So I think, uh, uh, you know, just being there, it, it's one of those cool things. It's uh, of all the stuff that I I take for granted as being a local, one of the things that I, I don't is the appreciation every time something like this rolls around where I'm lucky enough that I don't have to plan this big extravagant trip that I can get in my car and drive over and be able to say that I was here on such an important day right. for these parks that I love and care about. And, you know, I, I was at, I've been at a lot like Epcot's 15th or sorry, uh, animal kingdoms, 15th Hollywood studios, 25th, uh, Magic Kingdom's 45th, the 40th. Now this one, Epcot's 30th. And this one, besides the pure insanity of Magic Kingdom's 40th, where just crowds gave away and all hell broke loose, this was like the most passionate I've seen people all together. Like everyone, it it seemed like the majority of people were there that day to truly celebrate Epcot. Well, I mean, Epcot has... and justifiably so because I'm one of them but Epcot has a very passionate mm-hmm. fan base yeah. I, I don't think it's the I, I, don't, I don't think it's a fan base that gets as much love or attention as maybe the folks that are you know all Magic Kingdom um, but you know I absolutely adore Epcot I adore Epcot um, and I think it's time they did some stuff to it but you know we had we had a dinner for my my, my niece and nephew were in town and it was Melanie's birthday and uh, we had dinner last week at Monsieur Paul. And I got to tell you, what a phenomenal meal. And just, I can go around all the, well, not all of them, but a lot of great restaurants over in World Showcase, a lot of great things to do, food and wine, just everything that goes on there. Yeah, that's great. Throughout the year, there's always something to do. There's always some, and sometimes it's just really fun. You guys coined once, it's our Central Park. It's where we can just go and hang out. And it's a relaxed atmosphere. It's a big park. It absorbs its crowds well. You don't feel really like you're on top of everybody. That's exactly right. And so I get why Epcot is popular. 
And I just think that, you know, like I said, you know, if not for the passion of a fan, I don't know they'd be doing this stuff. I don't know they'd be doing it because I think I think Disney overlooked Epcot uh, to a certain degree. Yeah, I I would say that the one thing that remains true is that the fans do care and the all the cast members that we heard from, basically all of them are saying Epcot is their favorite park. Everyone loves Epcot, uh, and it's just it's a shame that it it even had the potential to ever get overlooked but and i know epcot's changing and it's not look it's not going to look the same in five years from now as it does right at this moment and it didn't look the same five years before that but but you know as long as the the core heart of the park remains the same i i think i think it'll keep being a fan favorite and Hopefully they'll do bigger and better celebrations in the future, especially when the 40th rolls around. Should be pretty yeah. epic. Yeah, got got. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to happen for the 50th of uh, Magic Kingdom. That's going to be that's going to be huge. Big. Not yet. <laughs> Just find them on Facebook. Send them a private message. At not Go Kevin. Go to my Facebook page. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for that. Thank you guys for joining us. That is going to do it for our show for this week. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, Air Canada sucks and stay out of the damn lengths.